all for a world that still can be. Libby and Michael and David, it is such a joy and such a blessing to have you here today. Thank you so much for making the long journey from Michigan. I know you had other stops along the way, but we're honored to be the last stop on this part of your tour. So, thank you. Something I've been noticing lately in myself and sometimes in others is how easy it can be to spend time and energy thinking about and worrying about and getting anxious about things that I actually can't control. Things that you can't control. In our connected world, you know, we're aware when a tragedy happens anywhere, in our country or on the other side of the world. The news these days seems increasingly breathless and anxious. It used to just be, you know, on the weather channels when a big storm was coming, but it seems like everybody's hepped up like that now, right? There is a lot to worry about. So I've been remembering the wisdom that's in the serenity prayer, which was composed by Reinhold Niebuhr for a sermon he preached way back in the 1930s. I wonder, do you know Reinhold Niebuhr? He was a minister who became a public theologian and ethicist and was one of the most influential American thinkers of the 20th century. His little prayer has been adapted over the years. There are different versions, but at its core, it goes like this. God, give me the serenity to accept the things that cannot be changed. Courage to change the things that should be changed. And the wisdom to know the difference. Our worship theme for October is letting go. And I've been wondering, what do I need to be letting go of? And wondering, what do you need to be letting go of? And of course, I can't answer this question for you. You have to answer it for yourself. But I do have this hunch that our lives would be better and our families and our communities and our world would be better that if we could start letting go of those things that we cannot change, those things that if we are honest, we have no control over, so that we could then focus our power and our energy on those things that we do have control over, the situations and the places where we do have agency and influence. But please don't hear me as what I'm saying as a call to withdraw from the world, to live in a bubble or a cocoon where nothing will ever trouble you again. No, to live in this world, to be a person of faith and goodwill means being open to what comes, and that includes pain and suffering, to say nothing of the injustice all around us. 
having your heart troubled and broken open, and then to ask, what am I going to do about this? How am I going to help? One of the problems these days is it's easy to be overwhelmed by all the bad news and be so discouraged by all the trouble that we either get ourselves wound up with anxiety or pushed down into depression. We succumb to what's called compassion fatigue. And we're not much help to anyone. So if you're wondering, what might I let go of? Here are a couple of suggestions. Let go of whatever it is that is keeping you from being in touch with the wonder and mystery of life. Maybe try turning off the evening news or closing your computer and stepping outside these days into the chilly night air as the light fades and the stars appear. Maybe you'll be lucky and see and hear some of those geese that are flying south these days. And you will be reminded that you are part of something large and beautiful and good. You could sing the Mustard's Retreat song. This is my home. This is my only home. What about letting go of whatever it is that is making you anxious and afraid? Whether that's spending too much time on the news or on the drama that is often social media, what would happen if you just stopped doing some of those things that aren't helpful to living a grounded and more peaceful life? You could try it as an experiment, like a diet where you give up something for a while that you know isn't that good for you. I'm only going to consume this much of this because this is all I can take in. You could also work on letting go of those things that you can't change. As much as I might wish otherwise, I can't do a lot to help people on the other side of the world. What I can do and what I often do when I hear of their suffering is offer a prayer. Something like, please be with them, God. Help those who are around them to help them. Remind them they are not alone. And I know that my prayers aren't enough, that I need to be doing things too. But praying is something that I can do for people that I can't do anything else for. And speaking of things you can't change while we're on that uplifting topic, you know, don't you, that you can't change anyone else. That as much as you might want to help your friends and family, as much as you know that they would be better off if they just did what you told them to do, familiar to parents of us, right? You will find out, if you don't know this already, that you don't have the power to change other people. What you do have the power to do, the good news is you have the power 
to change yourself and your own behavior and your own reactions. And that actually does change other people. It's why interventions, as hard and as painful as they can be, they can work. When people say, if you continue this behavior, which is doing all this harm, then I can't live with you anymore. Or I am not going to bring my children around anymore. I'll still love you and I'll still pray for you, but I won't participate in your destructive behavior. And that can make a difference. What we do have power over and agency over is our own lives and our own choices. And we have more power and more influence than we imagine. So rather than let our limitations drag us down, how about we celebrate the fact that acknowledging our own limits can actually free us up to do the work we have been given to do. Like we heard in that prayer in honor of Oscar Romero, who was made a saint just last Sunday, a week ago. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to do something and to do it very well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning, a step along the way, an opportunity for God's grace to enter and do the rest. My challenge to you today is this. What are you going to let go of so that you can focus on what really matters? What are you going to lay down and what are you going to pick up? Maybe you need to lay down the idea that the problems facing us are just too great and you can't make any difference. David said at their show on Friday night, someone said that during the break, and they had a song that was a response, which was the song they just sang about planting trees. Maybe it's time to let go of the notion that what you have to offer isn't good enough or isn't what's needed, because our community and our world needs all of us pulling together to make things better. So how about we follow the lead of Libby and Michael and David, these lovely new friends of ours, and take up their practice, as they say it, being defiantly hopeful. Defiantly hopeful. In spite of all that we could find to be discouraged about, how about we look for our own ways to do good and be of use. I plant for you, I plant for me, I plant a prayer of hope with each and every tree, all for a world I'll never see. In the evenings you can find me planting trees. This is what it means to be a person of faith planting trees in whose shade you do not expect to sit, being glad and grateful that you're able to do some good 
while you're here. And so, my friends, what little acts of faith are you going to do while you can? How are you going to put your hopes and your dreams for our world into tangible form? You know, you can start anywhere. Helping feed people who are hungry, standing up for what is right, reaching out to someone in need, writing letters. And who knows how our little acts of faith might grow and help change things. We don't get to see the end. This is what we are about. We plant the seeds that one day will grow. We water seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We lay foundations that will need further development. We provide yeast that produces far beyond our capabilities. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to do something and to do it very well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning, a step along the way, an opportunity for God's grace to enter and do the rest. Ours is a simple faith, that life is a short embrace and that heaven is in this place every day. Let us be grateful and let us be glad that we are here, that we are all in this together, that we have this opportunity and this calling to help heal and bless our world. Amen. Oh, is it